Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, Kiva Wheels Wienerker. How's it rolling? It's rolling great. Um, you know, I'm happy we had two days away from, you know, the... I mean, listen, it was a great football Sunday if you're, like, a football agnostic, if you're a neutral football fan, but... You needed to process the Jets' loss. I Listen, I mean, I've processed that they're not making the playoffs. To give up that long touchdown... It's just inexcusable. And then, of course, missing the field goal, kicking the kicking the balls right there. I mean, their defense is good, but, uh, you know, Zach Wilson, not good. Yeah, this this is this just in anyway. So that's it. You, Season's over. You're not making the playoffs. If you had if you had. Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. Even if they lose the Jaguars, they'll probably even if they beat the Jaguars and the Seahawks. They probably lose the Miami nine and eight, miss the playoffs. The truth is, if they're eight and eight and they beat Miami, they would definitely have a chance. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. If what would the odds have been on Saturday? Because we haven't recorded since the, you know, Minneapolis Miracle Part Two or whatever. Yeah. What are they calling it? What are they calling that game? Is it a nickname yet? Uh, I haven't seen one. No. The greatest comeback of all time. The greatest comeback of all time. Um, They have it. But you know, what's funny. Frank Reich. What a bittersweet moment. Right. Because like a. The team looks horrible. I know he likes the guys personally, but like he's yeah. definitely rooting against them. His record is broken. Yeah, by, he was definitely yeah. bummed talking to Peter King. I mean, he's saying like, yeah, I'm happy. Kirk Cousins is a Jesus guy. He's a Jesus guy. Totally fine. Yeah. yeah. But he has to be a little bit bummed. That that's like all he was ever known for. And, you know, and being a coach. And now he has nothing. Two weeks yeah. ago, now, I mean, I, 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 I don't think people are going to forget the Frank Wright game, right? It's still known by his name. Oh, it will be forgotten. It, like the kids don't know about it. And now it's like, uh, not even. I don't know, because the fact that it happened in the playoffs, like. You know, I said this in the chat, like I grew more appreciation for that game in the aftermath of the Vikings game because mm-hmm. it is virtually impossible to come back down 33 nothing. And you can only do it if the other team you're playing is complete and utter trash. Yeah, right. It's, the, the, that, the, the, the comeback is five touchdowns, right? The only yeah. way you could really six. Is well, that's what Pete twice said at halftime. He said, get us five yeah. touchdowns. We win the game. Um, mm-hmm. But 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 Frank Reich and the Bills did it against a, a playoff team, right? Like the, the Oilers might not have been the with their backup team, quarterback. With their freaking Hall of Famer, with, yes, not with their, yes, but but the Oilers had Warren Moon and you know all their and Hayward and all those great receivers. Yeah, the Oilers were a good team. Maybe um, they weren't built to uh, run, you know, maybe because they were a run and shoot. Team. Sure, maybe they were but, more more shooting. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I think wait, but what odds would you have gotten on Saturday 
that like the thing people are talking about on Monday is not the Vikings game. In the NFL, you know? you're saying. Yeah. So ignoring the, the World but, Cup. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about foot, football with two O's. The World Cup is over. It's canceled. Yeah. So be, you're talking about the Patriots, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my wife never cares when I show her play. She always humors me, right? Yeah. When I showed her that play, she was like laughing and laughing. She's like, what, what is going on here? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, that, that play translates, you know, it's impossible to fathom what what the thought process was there. And, you know, I think that the primary blame has to lie with Matt Patricia over mm-hmm. Brissett or Stevenson or Mac Jones or anyone else, because there is no reason to to run a draw play there. Right. You're right. So Bill Barnwell's been yelling just, about just, this just, forever, just, right? just kneel on the ball. Like, what are you trying to do? Bill Barnwell's been yelling about the, and this is usually a halftime play, right? It's not a going into overtime or anything. Yeah. But he always says like, what's the upside of these silly plays? Like, is is it like a man, a manlyhood thing? Like, why are you too afraid to, why are you too afraid to um, just, you know, to kneel on the ball? And and, and, and so it do, that doesn't make any sense. So honestly, it's on Belichick. Ultimately, it's fully on Belichick for, for putting them in that situation. Even though he almost did break it, which was kind of insane, right? Like for a second, he, he like he had a really nice game. I mean, maybe the play, maybe his hope was like, you get a face mask penalty, you kick the game winning field goal, right? If someone like, uh, you know, has some sort of penalty on, uh, on, on Ramondre Stevenson. I I don't even think that's the so the goal was run for thirty yards and then draw a face mask penalty. No, I, it not, doesn't make any sense to me. There's yeah. no way. I mean, obviously they weren't gonna. That's why I think support- that's why it's Patricia's fault because the entire premise is flawed. The initiation of that play makes no sense. And then Stevenson lateraling it to Brissett. Also, uh, um, excuse me, to um, to um, Jacoby Myers. To Myers, making my, yeah. mixing up my Jacobis. Also, doesn't make any sense, but is relatively harmless. Myers is, is like the dumbest part of it, obviously. But the fact that he has the ball at all, he's probably confused what kind of play it is and what the circumstances. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you. It's yeah. a, it's, uh, you know, people said, did did Jacoby think it was maybe like in the second he gets it, is it just like, hey, are we losing or something? There is a there is a weird thing where fans always yell at the players like never get tackled with the ball, right? No matter what. Yeah. If in a hail in a hail mary lateral type play, yeah, never get tackled with the ball. So he did a great job of that. Like <laughs> he's like, I will not get tackled with the ball. Yeah, you know who else didn't? Chandler Jones. It's just it's just amazing. Anyway, um. The, yeah, the but just an incredible, comeback. an absolutely yeah. incredible weekend of sports, uh, yeah. of football, uh, all kinds of football. Yeah, the really, the, the haters, the sports haters are furious. No, I'm supposed to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the, the Jets game had a fantastic ending. The Cowboys Jaguars game had a fantastic ending. I mean, we had fantastic. The, the the Bills the Bills Dolphins game on Saturday night was fantastic. We had great games all over the place. Yeah, I yeah, it was it was a great sports weekend. My teams were not successful. Although we were rooting for Argentina, right, Noam? We were, oh, you were rooting for France uh, in the World Cup. We we had a split household in that game, so it was fun because we had people rooting for both. Yeah, my yeah, but honestly, my sons like really got to appreciate soccer. They were going crazy. They had a friend over. It was yeah, yeah it was too. very fun. It was yeah. it was great. Uh, other than like making the family like an hour and a half late for the family clock party, it was uh, it was it was a good bonding experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does the Vikings win rank in life events for you? The comeback. So I think I made a big mistake in that like. So Shabbat ended, I started watching it right away, and and then I finished it, and then I went to look at my phone. And just like after the Minneapolis Miracle or the Bills game, like, you know, I text messages and WhatsApps from, like, various friends and family members Mm -hmm. at different stages of life. And instead, the first thing I went to was to, like, go at the haters, a couple of specific haters in the the Patreon group. And it was totally the wrong 
it was totally the wrong thing to do. Um, you know, I should have just enjoyed the win. And that's sort of like, I think that sort of ruined it because I was too busy, like yelling at them and arguing with them. And like the, the Vikings can win the Super Bowl a thousand to zero and Brett and, and Joe are still going to roll their eyes. And say, oh, no, they're not any good. And it's so frustrating. But like, I have to just there, listen, you if you don't win the EPA Super Bowl, then it's useless. Well, but so here. So, you know, the Vikings are literally the number one team in the NFL in the fourth quarter by EPA this year. I think they're like third mm-hmm. in the offense and fourth in defense. Which means overall, they're probably last in the other three corners. They're, well, no, no. To they're, they're, like literally, they're, they are literally last in the third quarter. <laughs> they're 32nd in the third quarter, first in the fourth quarter, which is amazing. But like, let's analyze what it means for a second. We talk about how the Vikings are quote unquote frauds. And this is, I think, w- where we're sort of talking past each other, me and like the Brett slash Joe's of the world. But I think we can come to agreement on this, which is like they're frauds in the sense of that they're inconsistent. There are mm-hmm. portions of every game where they play better than any team in the NFL. And we've seen that again and again and again this year. Four times this year, they've been losing by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and have won. Has the rest of the league combined in that four times this year? I haven't looked it up, but probably not. That's extraordinarily unlikely. But that's another point. Brett's like, oh, when you're doing fourth quarter EPA, you have to exclude garbage time, which garbage time is defined as when your win probability is um, below or either too high or too low. So therefore that time. But no, because the point is the Vikings are so good that that doesn't even apply. They can win no matter. They can win down 17 in Buffalo against the best team in the league. They can win down 33. Like, that's What do you mean point. they're so good? They're not good. No. So, so you're not listening to what I, okay, let me re- rephrase what I just said. For portions of the game, the Vikings this year are better than any team in the NFL. They're one of the greatest teams of all time. The proof being, they just had the greatest comeback of all time by points. And earlier this year, they had the greatest comeback of all time by win probability. They mm-hmm. are insane. I like my greatest teams of all time to not go down 33 nothing to okay. Jeff Saturday, though. Okay, what did I just say? Did I say they're the greatest team of all time? No, I said for portions of the game. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, if you if you only separate the like the the one time a game the Jets score a touchdown on those plays, sure. they probably. But, I, mean, but, I, but I was NFL. qualifying it by the entirety of the fourth quarter, like it's a right. But I'm not, I didn't cherry pick, you know, like one drive. Seems but, to me, but the, like the point, that is the, cherry picking. No, but but the the point of what I'm making is that is why like the Vikings have potential to beat any team in the league, no matter what, no matter how much they're down. And this mm-hmm. isn't like unrealized potential. It's realized and actualized again and again and again and again this year. They keep doing it. So what we say by fraud is what we really mean by that is that they're very inconsistent. They don't put together an entire dominant game at a time, except possibly week one against Green Bay, which doesn't even count anymore so long ago, which is why they keep winning all these one score games because, you know, they drive down the field that they score a touch on the first drive of the game. Then they look like dog shit for the next two quarters. And then they wake up in the fourth quarter and they're like ungodly good again. And so it's so it's not. So I think the reason that fraud frustrates me is because fraud implies like, oh, they're just never good. It's not true that they're never good. It's that they're extraordinarily good sometimes and extraordinarily bad. Sometimes they're inconsistent. And it's that inconsistency that's frustrating. And it's that inconsistency that means on balance, their scoring differential for the season is plus two or whatever. And by advanced mm-hmm. stats, they're like a middle of the pack team. But it's not like the same way, like you can have two kinds of C students. You can have a C student who gets a 75 in every test, or you can have a C student who gets a hundred half the time and a zero half the time. Right. That was me. It's hundreds and zeros. So. Okay. But that's, that's what the Vikings are. The Vikings yeah, are technically an F team. student, but you know, that is a flaw in the, okay. Academic. 160, whatever, whatever numbers you need to grab. No, I agree. A hundred and zero should be a C, but no, but, a but, that's, but that's, that's exactly what the Vikings are. The Vikings play better than any team in the league for many portions of the game every single week. And then they look ungodly terrible for other portions You'd rather be that team than a team who just performs at a C level all the time, which is why I don't think they're comparable to any of the other teams, like the middle of the road teams in the league, because their ceiling is so much higher. And again, it's not like a theoretical ceiling. It's an actual ceiling that we've seen again and again. We just saw it on Saturday. And the frustrating part is that these guys won't acknowledge that, that their ceiling is incredibly. That's what I said. I said in the chat, how many teams could do what they just did? 
maybe. I mean, literally nobody because nobody's ever done it in NFL history. I mean, the, the Chiefs t- could do it every week. The, the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs were down 24 by 24 points in that playoff game to Houston, right? Yeah. And they came back. Um, what was it? That and was the initial round. And, yeah, they came back. I think they ended up winning 51-31, but they were losing 31 to 7. That game, mm-hmm. that's a classic bike game. So which teams could do that this year? The Chiefs, the Bills. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think the Eagles could do that. I don't think the, maybe the Cowboys. I don't know. Maybe the Bengals. So like in terms of like peak potential, the Vikings are, are an elite, elite team. Yeah. If you put every guys, team down 20 to zero, I would agree. I would like them in the top five. Yeah. But that, but but in order to win the Super Bowl, you need high variance outcomes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you need to win a bunch of coin flips, basically. Because everybody requires a little bit of luck to win. Um, unless you have a team that's so thoroughly dominating for 18. You know, once in a while we see like, a, you know, the perfect team, the 85 Bears or whatever. But even those mm-hmm. teams, you know, can get tripped up. The 98 Vikings got tripped up, obviously. So, like, th- that's why this season has been so exciting as a Vikings fan. Because we see that ceiling and that ceiling is so incredibly high. And to go. Yeah, no, I agree. They have a very high ceiling. Yeah. So, like, could this team win the Super Bowl? Of course they could. And when Brett and Joe and all these people are dismissed, no, there's no chance. How can you say there's no chance? Look at what they just did. Look at what they have done. Week after week after week, their level of performance, again, over all 15 weeks in the fourth quarter is the best in the NFL. And it's the worst in the NFL in the third quarter. They could lose their first playoff game 28 to 10 to some shitty team like the Commanders. 100% true. But they could also win the Super Bowl. And it's not like a theoretical, oh, they'll have to play better than they played so far this year. No, they just have to play as well as they've already played. They just have to do it more consistently. And so that's sort of the frustrating part as a Vikings fan, but also the frustrating part like that where you see these people dismiss them. They're, they're not a team that plays at an average level. They're a team that plays at while at either extraordinarily good or extraordinarily bad. And, and really the question is getting more consistency. Okay. I hear you. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, you're not the one I'm trying to convince. So. Yeah, I'm sick of the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, great, they play exciting games. Though. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, but everyone's sick of them. Yeah. Are they? Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So what else? So Miami Buffalo, I thought that was a good loss for Miami, you know, a moral victory for whatever that's worth. The problem is for my- a couple more moral victories in their seasons over. They don't make the playoffs. So. No, they're fine. Miami could win the Super Bowl. I, I, the, Miami is a worse scoring differential than the Vikings, but I, I agree with you for the same reason. No, you, I mean, you, but the Vikings have had good injury luck that Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson have played every game. Yeah. Well, the Kirk Vikings. Cousins and Justin Jefferson is also the reason why they can win a, win every game. Because, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I nobody's nobody's arguing. But you guys, this is like you've had, you know, the A team on the field. Yeah, N- not 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 on defense, but on offense they have. They've, they, I mean, they've had a little bit of injuries in the offensive line, obviously. Sure, but you everyone yes. everyone's had injuries. Yes, you, for sure. If you if you know you're there's only two guys you can't. My, Miami's concern is that their defense looks you know top five at home and bottom five on the road. And mm, if they make their the defense playoffs, is not top five, they've had a couple of good games, but yeah, I, yeah. To me, that's, they, they I, have listen. A I think they disparity. can outscore people. I think, I think with Hill and Waddle, they could they could pull what the big Bengals did last year and just. B teams 31 28 or whatever, you yeah, know, well, they're not getting any ro- home games in the playoffs is what I was getting at. Well, so, no, they're not. Yeah. So they're going to, they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to win three straight on the road to make the Super Bowl. But I don't think it's impossible. Like if you're asking me to put together a list of teams that could win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty, I think it's longer than people think it is. Like the Ravens with Lamar back have to be on that list, even though they've looked god awful without him the last couple of weeks. The Vikings. No, the I don't think, I don't think the Ravens can win the Super Bowl. I think you t- cross them off the list. But I, I think you're forgetting how good they looked. Before he got injured, no, he would. I mean, what are you it's talking not about? Just, it's bad. not just that they were nine and four; it's that they were or, or or nine and three, whatever they were. It's also that all of their losses were games they were winning. They were reverse Vikings. They blew it in the like they were winning by double digits. Wasn't it all of their losses this year or something like that? So in other words, uh, they could be even better than their record. 
to go back to the Vikings thing, the Ravens peak performance is a Super Bowl level performance. Okay. They scored 13 points against the Panthers, right? Yeah. They lost to the Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, this is not like this is not, you know, Jaguars game. They had a win probability above 95% in the fourth quarter. I don't know. They're not blowing anybody out. They won squeakers against the Bengals, the Browns, the Bucks. They lost to the Giants. I, I, I mean, I've seen, you know, watch. I, I, I see every play of these teams' game. We got the Ravens on. Yeah, and I, their defense is pretty good, but this is not this is not as good of a Ravens team as two years ago. I, I, they do not have a Super Bowl. No Ravens fan on earth thinks that they have a Super Bowl uh, peak. Yeah, well, well, I think they do. So. I mean, I, he was good in the last full game he played, but even Lamar's running has like it's sometimes been kind of whelming this season. Yeah, no, I mean, he has not as good as good all season as he was in September. But who knows when he comes back from the injury, what he looks like. There's at least the potential there. Should we cash out also, of our two uh, MVP bet for 12 bucks? There's also that potential of in the how much did we didn't we bet 100? Yeah, well, we're not winning it. So it's uh, yeah. I, honestly, if there was I, they are. Didn't you say that they are doing like first, second, third? Yeah, yeah, they're voting that way. Yeah, I mean, he's probably fifth. I mean, I, 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 right now, people Jefferson's ahead of him. In the odds there hadn't, you know, there hadn't been any non QBs really up there. Yeah, if it will Jefferson win Offensive Player of the Year, I guess he has to break the record, probably, right? Yeah, well, he is the heavy favorite right now. The issue is that he's they're not going to have a reason for him to play. Yeah, that's I guess that could hurt him. And he wants he wants to get two thousand yards. He wants to get the record, and with that, obviously, would be OPOY. But I'm not sure how they balance, you know, that desire. The last two games, he's been the victim of unnecessary roughness like three or four times. Like there's clearly teams are targeting him and hitting him after the play. Yeah, I thought the shot he took um, from uh, what's his name? Gilmore from Gilmore. It's funny because he wasn't I thought he was mad at Gilmore. And then I thought he was mad at the call, but really was mad that they made him come out of the game. Yeah, and on, the, and on had, the next play, Jalen run. Rager replaced him, stopped running a route, and 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 Cousins got an interception because of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rager so, sucks. Yeah, you, um, but, Rager sucks, but you take Jefferson out of the team. No, uh, that shot he took was unbelievable. I was almost surprised that he, you know, that he came back in. Yeah, by the way, I don't know if he, I even have two in the top five. Right now, I have him fifth among quarterbacks behind Mahomes, Hurts, mm-hmm. Allen, and Burrow. But when, you know, Shabbat, what time did Shabbat end last week? Like 5.15, something like that. Did, you didn't realize, but you were only 10 minutes away. From, like, you know, the game ended at like 5.04, 5.05, right? Like, you were well, really I didn't close. know that at the time, obviously, but yeah. I'm saying you were really... one. My concern I said in the, in the patron chat was, what if you only DVR'd like four hours? Well, uh, YouTube TV automatically records the entire game. It's not like oh, okay. the olden days where you had to like record the game and then add, add an hour of time. Okay. You know? Yeah. Now, the downside of that, there's... there's yeah. Is this happened to me a couple of years ago, the year the Rams won the or went to the Super Bowl. The Vikings mm-hmm. were playing the Rams on a Monday night game, and I was flying back from Israel and I landed in in New York like Monday evening around the time the game was ending. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I landed, I started watching the game from the beginning on my phone and I'm watching, watching, watching. And the Vikings are down 35, 28, I believe, or maybe 42, 35. They're down a touchdown with two minutes to go. They're driving. Mm-hmm. But I saw on like the YouTube, like the bar of how much game is left that there was only like a minute or two left of the game. So I was sort of spoiled. I'm like, well, I know the Vikings aren't going to score. A t- touchdown yeah, I, so I'm over. always careful about not looking at that, honestly. But I really no way, I mean, if you just press play and then don't look at it the whole time, that's one thing. But I was fast forwarding through every commercial in between plays. Yeah, I guess. Et cetera. No so every yeah, time yeah. you fast forward, you see it. I actually had my wife start 
when Shabbat ended, I had my wife turn on the TV, my wife go to the game and my wife press play without me doing anything, just so I wouldn't be spoiled by anything, just in case. Yeah, no, I went to pretty wild lengths for uh Yeah, but that's unavoidable. Events. And that was so I was semi-spoiled in this game because at halftime we were like way less than halfway through the bar. And even like in the middle of the third quarter, we were only or the fourth quarter, we were only But I've middle- also had games um where like on on Fubu or whatever, where it's like, oh my god, like this is the when the Mets in in the Mets playoffs, like Hey, the Mets must come back because there's like two and a half hours left and they're down, you know, yeah, five nothing in the sixth. No, it just it was like overrun. So sometimes it's not accurate. Well, with baseball, it's a little different because, yeah, baseball, the other team could score 14 runs also. Like there's no clock. True, but I figured like this is an extra inning game. I, I it, knew I knew halfway through the third quarter this game was going overtime. I didn't know, but I was pretty sure it was, um, which was a great feeling, obviously, because at the time they were down 36 to seven and I felt like crap. Um, and then the other thing that happened is my son had a friend over. Um, the friend's dad is fairly religious and the dad came by when the game was in overtime and the Vikings were, um, you know, trying to, to, to win the game in overtime. And the dad came by and he took out a, a book of, of Tehillim of, of Psalms and he said to his son, let's pray for the Vikings to win the game. And as soon as he did that, I'm like, oh, the Vikings definitely won because I knew that this guy knew. And How do you pray after something happened? You can't pray after something happened. Well, but, crazy. But, his, but his son didn't know. And I didn't. That, no one in the room knew except for the dad. But right? maybe if he's so religious, maybe he doesn't even know, like, who, who's going to win the game. No, maybe he, he knew. If, this if, is if, bizarre. If he didn't, Akiva, if he didn't know, he wouldn't have. But it already happened. He wouldn't have his son pray for something that doesn't work. Then How do you pray for something that you already know happened? That's why it's a guaranteed prayer. That's why the brainwashing of the kid Not works. supposed to do that. Well, <laughs> and I told him, by the way, as he left the house, I said, I said, you know, when you I said when you told Jack to start saying Tillum with you, I knew the Vikings were gonna hit the field goal at that point. And he sort of smirked and said, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so um, yeah, listen, it's a little brainwashing of kids, you know, that's what you gotta do. So me and my son, sons, were like anxiously mm-hmm. watching this game while Jack and his dad were fervently praying for an outcome that had already happened, but we didn't know about yet. So <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Do you know do, do you know anything about this uh the new Suns owner Matt Ishbia? You you'd heard of him before? Yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a rich guy from um from Michigan. He's a Michigan state mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. I, he was um, in he was in on the Commanders a little bit. He was in on the Broncos. He's been talking mm-hmm. about buying a team for a while. Uh, about, that's yeah. all I know. 4 4 billion. That's a lot. The guy was in the guy's only a couple years older than us. Yeah, well, we're failures and he's a success. I know we are failures. <laughs> um, yeah. Anytime anybody like my age or younger accomplishes anything, the first thing mm-hmm. my dad does is immediately tell me that I'm a failure compared to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good par- that's good parenting. normal behavior. Yeah. Text Jen like, listen, there's this guy was around. He was around when you were in Michigan. Can well, he, was a, he was a Michigan State, though. Oh, she would never marry someone in Michigan. State. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, 
Yeah. So um, well, I got to do the same thing this week all over again. Um, the Vikings are playing the Giants at one o'clock. And as soon as Shabbat's over, although this week it's Hanukkah also. So Shabbat ends and, you know, there's a little. Why don't you just not press fast forward? Honestly, pressing fast forward. It took it takes away. I've done it a million times. It takes away from the game. a little. Oh, bit. for sure. Especially because like, whatever sometimes they'd be in a hurry up and I miss a play. Then I'd have to go backwards. Yeah, for sure. It does. You know what it's like? I can't say I, the kids listening, no, but no. what's it like? I'll, I'll tell you when you're older, but I think. <laughs> I th- but what are we doing for our 40th birthdays? We said five years ago on this podcast that we would like go to Vegas or something for our 40th. Birthdays. Oh, we did. We did. Yeah. Oh, Um, I don't know. I think Dr. John has some kind of schemes or plots. No, no. This is separate. This you, is oh, like you and I are saying. Yeah. 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 If, if you want to come to America, we can go somewhere. I'm in. Do you have any interest in going to Vegas? You know, I was thinking about this. I haven't been to Vegas since like 2010 or 12. Like I haven't been oh, there. So like maybe we do. Should we do a 32 fans trip to Vegas? Mm, that would be funny. <laughs> it would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I think we would need to like have everybody sign a liability form. We are not responsible for any financial. Well, what do you mean? We, we got a bunch of people arguing about EPA for third yeah. quarter EPA. What, what, uh, what liability? I feel like some some people would not have <laughs> enough money to uh for the cab back to the airport at the end of the trip. Okay, that's fine. No, listen. Oh, you mean everyone's gonna lose their their shirt? Basically. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed. All right. Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Um, Should we make this like a Minneapolis trip? Should we rope Rob in also? I think Rob. I think Rob would come. Yeah, I, th- I thought Rob escaped the West Coast. He's he's done. He's an East Coast boy again. Yeah, but Vegas isn't the West Coast. Vegas is its own sort of like little universe. Yeah. Uh, you know where we should not go? Atlantic City. <laughs> Atlantic City sucks. It sucks. I, you know, I've never been to Atlantic City. Oh, you are. A bit, OK. Um, imagine like the worst parts of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Make it 100 times more depressing. Then make it 10 times more depressing. And mm-hmm. then you have like half as bad as Atlantic City. Uh-huh. Atlantic City is like a town a, so bad. They like gave it over to Donald Trump. And even he was like, oh, this place sucks. Yeah. No, Atlantic City is very bad. Uh, I mean, we go there once a year with my next door neighbors and we have a fun time. But it's uh, it's 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 a downer. What's your table game? What do you play at, 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 the, at the tables? Or the only the only thing I play is poker because everything else, you know, the, the house is stacked against you. So, yeah. Can you sit and grind? If, though? Can you sit for six, seven hours and play poker? Well, I can, but like if like so if I'm there with like my wife and kids, like that's not exactly appealing for them, right? Yeah, I don't know what your kids would be doing. Yeah, like I'm poker, taking poker's not a social yeah. activity. No, not seven hours, but I'll play for two or three hours. Yeah, I could sit all day and 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 I'm like pretty patient. I'll you know I'll wait, especially at like a table. Oh yeah, I play super conservative. Yeah, you just you just wait for the the idiot fish and you just try and make sure you have cards to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. one the one two you can you can you can make some profit if you if you're willing to hold on for a while. Yeah. But it's not exactly the most exciting uh, time spent. I like it. I like sitting there. I don't I don't mind. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. We've been doing top tens this month. You have a top ten podcast of the year. Do you? I do not. Uh, I In the past, I've been giving. Uh, it's been very hard for me this year to do to listen to podcasts. Right, I really well, I, only I, I didn't prepare this. So can I get can I give a top ten in no particular order? Yeah. Yeah. You give a top ten in no particular. order. OK. All right. So these are some podcasts that I've uh, enjoyed this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'm a big fan of Good One, the podcast about jokes. You know that one? Okay. Yeah, from New York Magazine. Yeah, it's um, um, what's the name of the guy? I forget that. Um, Jesse David Fox. That's his name. Okay. The guy who does it, and yeah, the 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 idea is he plays like a classic joke from some comedian, from some stand up, and then he interviews them about that, and then about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a big fan of that one. Um, a big fan of One Year. One Year is a Slate podcast. 
What is it? Um, they tell stories right now. They're doing 1942. Mm-hmm. They're telling like just different stories from 1982. Before that, they did 1986. Before that, they did 1995. So just any stories from that year. 1977 was the 42. First probably a rough listen. Um, I mean, 42. Yes, the the World War Two is obviously a hanging over all, all the episodes for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, it's similar. I mean, you and Rob have done that about like a specific day on Renap. Yes. Right? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, similar concept. Um, Conan O'Brien needs a friend uh, that that's like one of that's my go to number one podcast. Uh, the Thursday episodes where he interviews a random fan. Those aren't as great, but um, I really love those podcasts. Is and Sona like, still on them? Yeah. Sona, Sona, obsessing, obsessing. I love Sona. She's very funny. Yeah, no, she's she's like she's the number two star of the show. Mm-hmm. And Matt, Matt Gorley. Yeah, Matt Gorley um, is like a uh, like a long time earwolf. Yeah, person. what else? Um, I got a bunch of the classics, you know, Gleeman and the Geek, the Gist, uh, Simmons, the podcast. So what what happened to the Gist? So he was on Slate. Now he's not on Slate. He he went. Did he go like uh, Substack? What does he do? Yeah, he got canceled for like a ve- like, you know, for a very stupid like. Like most people who are quote unquote canceled have done like terrible things and deserve it. But then there's there's certainly there's enough people who have not done anything bad. And it's just like, you know, run amok or whatever, which is sort of what leads into people who like are sort of anti cancellation or whatever. He was mm-hmm. cl- uh, definitely an example of that. I think it was he was talking about like, no, was, you don't have to say what he did. Yeah, it's okay. Whatever He was talking it's about, okay. you know, academic, whatever. So, yeah. So he's back now. He has he does his own podcast like himself, like personally, okay. he, like he has his own company, the that it's uh, him and his wife basically run. Mm-hmm. So but it's the same podcast, you know, it's it's, uh, it's a good daily podcast um, for a uh, for a uh, neoliberal uh, centrist dorks like myself. <laughs> well, what are your I don't know. What are your top podcasts? I don't know. You're the usual. It's all the usual. Well, well, you have no new podcast to report. This well, year? well, first of all, your your top five is always like your own podcast. Thirty two fans. Yeah, I didn't get to that. Uh, pretty, 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 good. pretty Renap, good. 32 fans. Renap, They're all great podcasts. RHAP, Post Show Real. Like, you're usually like a new girl, little guy. Um, I, I will say I'm very excited. Uh, you know, I've had like the little red badge in the corner in the podcast app of all the unlistened to episodes. Mm-hmm. By the end of this year, I only have 11 days left. I will have listened. I will be totally caught up on podcasts. I'm pumped. The hardest one, cool. the hardest one is Fresh Air with Terry Gross. Mm hmm. Because it sucks and it's hard to listen to. No, because I had like 300 unlistened to episodes like three weeks ago, but I've been pounding through those, like just working so hard at it. And uh, I'm down to seven on that episode, on that feed. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to catch up to those. Sometimes I delete one. Like if it's a 45 minute interview with like some purveyor of like African dance, it, you know, I'll always give it a chance because sometimes the yeah, ones about cool. topics I have no interest in end up being like really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're sources of great anecdotes. Like I listened to a whole podcast about bugs years ago and I still quote it to people all the time. Like, and if you would ask me, do you want to listen to an hour long podcast about bugs? I would have said no. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so sometimes the ones that are like esoteric and boring end up being very interesting. But uh, sometimes they end up being uh, very esoteric and boring. So sometimes I'll delete them. But um, yeah, I, you, 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 you surprised me with this. I didn't prepare a list. So you have no new podcast this year. No, no, but I'm listening. If, if anybody has any suggestions, uh, I don't have time for them, but I'd be curious to maybe put them in a future queue. Yeah, I mean, I do have a suggestion, but it's not for a podcast. What's the suggestion? Well, the suggestion is it's the holiday season, right? Yeah. You're going to get close with your loved ones. Mm, it's more of a, mm, not this holiday season. Yeah, not this holiday season. Probably not. Yeah, and, I, and I, I'm just saying, you know, you want your jingle bells to be nice and smooth and clean and clear. Is that what, is that what the ad says? The ad <laughs> says jingle bells? 
They, they have all their Christmas puns. Which, How uh, would you Hanukkahize it? Mm. Um, get get all that extra wax off of your candlestick. Okay. I, I mean, candlestick is not usually what we light with, but sure. Yeah. Also, um, people don't usually have hair on their candlestick itself. I mean, I, I guess maybe when you don't really <laughs> judge on this podcast. I mean, but penis is sort of hair on them. Like, well, don't, don't use words like this. <laughs> Medical terms, which I say, wee wee. <laughs> or you candlestick. Um, yeah. Um, listen, this is a holiday. I'm generally anti Hanukkah because I don't like things that are oily and greasy. And like the holiday is all about oil and grease and, and hot wax. And and you want to avoid those. So you things. don't like jelly donuts, the Sufganio, and you don't or like latkes. Yeah. I, I've, I'm sure I've told you the story. Have I told on the podcast about the, my, during my, my year in Israel when I ruined my phone on Hanukkah? Yes, many times. With the, yeah, with okay. The button. Yeah. Yeah, because people some, probably some, know which letters you ruined. Yes, because that greasy dork was was playing with my phone, took it out of the case to play snake on it after having eaten sufgani and latkes. And yeah, I don't like grease. I don't like dirty hands. So it's not the holiday for me. But you definitely don't want grease or wax or things like, you know, hot oils. You're not dirty hands. Or dirty hands. You don't want any okay. of those things near your genitals, right? Mm. Right. You, you want mm. but but you want them to be clean and kept up. And so the way to do that is get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Mm-hmm. No waxing required. No, no, no oils. No, no, nothing uh, dangerous mm-hmm. near, uh, near your uh, your family jewels. Mm-hmm. And this is the last one because it would be, I think, impossible for them to pull off the lawnmower 5.0. So get this one. Yeah, there, it will never get better. The 4.0 is where it ends. They might go down after this. The 4.0 is so good. They might be like, we can never top this. Let's go to three and a half or something. Yeah. Um, now, one of the challenges for Manscaped, for, for a lot of our listeners, I know, is that mm-hmm. the cost is like, you know, maybe 15 to 20 percent more than they want to pay. And the shipping is prohibitive. For other products. No, I'm saying uh, Manscaped. They so you're buy saying it, it's too expensive. It's a little too expensive. And also, they don't want to pay for shipping. It's very expensive to pay for shipping. OK, but we have a solution. Oh, I just thought you were complaining about it. I didn't realize you had a solution. Yeah, no, I have a solution. The solution okay. is when you go to Manscaped.com, you put all that good stuff in your in your cart. You go to check out, then you type in 32 FANS in that little box, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, boom, knock 20% off the price, free shipping anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world. Now, it's a little disappointing they're limiting us to the globe. Yes. I just bought a Nothing book. Nothing on Mars. Yeah, I just bought a book about, uh, about uh, the moon. So, unfortunately. Sounds so boring. Um, you know why I bought it? Because I listened to a, po- I listened to a Fresh Air episode. About, about the-, the moon? Um. Hold on, it hasn't come yet. So let me go to my Amazon cart and yeah, you think the moon me. might be fake. <laughs> That's your conspiracy. That would be a good one. Yeah. Um uh the, the name of the book is Mercury Rising. John Glenn, mm-hmm. John Kennedy, heard of him, and the new battleground of the Cold War by Jeff Shisol. So I, I haven't I haven't read it yet, but I listened to an interview with Jeff Shisol on Fresh Air. And it sounded really fascinating. It's, it's sort of like an inside story of the space race, but in particular, like the space race from a geopolitical perspective and how it was like, you know, that was being like the battleground of the Cold War of like how the Russians got out there first and then how we were trying to catch up to them. And so it's sort of from that focus. A lot of good stories on the podcast. He said about John. There was the movie Mercury Rising. Is that a movie? I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's a Bruce Willis. It's Alec Baldwin. There's an autistic kid. Someone's trying to kill him. He's trying to Bruce Willis trying to protect him. Someone's trying to kill the autistic kid. What an asshole. Yeah, he's yeah. Because he he knows too much. He knows too much. About he knows what? like the secret code or something. They got to kill him. Mm. The movie is based on the 1996 novel Simple Simon. Yep. 
Willis Probably plays get Art Jeffries, an undercover FBI agent who protects a nine-year-old autistic boy, Simon Lynch, played by Miko Hughes, who's mm-hmm. targeted by government assassins after he cracks a top-secret government code. Uh, do you know that Jen's uncle, her her dad's sister's husband, he like cracked the code for um um what uh, for what's what's the main company that makes locks? It's like the biggest company in America. Oh, Big, what biggest? I should ask my son. You know my son's obsessed with locks. No, obsessed, obsessed with locks, has hundreds of locks. We'll like sit lock. and watch Sorry. a locksmith yes. work lock. for hours. So so master lock, the way that their locks work is they have some kind of like code, right? Or some mm-hmm. kind of whatever it is. And 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 Jen's uncle is like this really smart guy. And he like cracked the master lock code. Mm-hmm. And like he sent them a letter this like 20 years ago. And they basically paid him off to like not disclose it. Yeah, that's what hackers do, right? Companies do that I with guess hackers. So. so he became wealthy by basically cracking this code. Now he has his own company, but like he like got all his money from cracking some code, which is which is this kind of insane thing. But uh, oh, really? I thought they'd give him like twenty grand. It was like an actual amount of money. Wow. I mean, the the uh, listen, this is all I've heard, I've heard it through Jen and her dad. I haven't heard it directly from the. No, I'm not insulting twenty grand for people who are listening. I just like I don't no, know my, if that my understanding may retire him. him like uh, like a million dollars or something like that. But I've no mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Uh, Miko Hughes, by the way, the guy who plays the nine-year-old autistic kid. What about him? I'm just—he was a child actor, uh, known for Pet Cemetery, Kindergarten Cop, Apollo 13, Spawn, Mercury Rising in the 90s. Oh, he was on Full House for five years in the 90s. I didn't know that. Didn't really seem to do anything with his career after that. Too bad. Um, I googled the guy who people think he will take over for Elon Musk, possibly. Jared, because like you know, he's probably not a great guy. Jared Kushner. Well, no, I didn't have to Google Jared Kushner. No, but isn't that the rumor? No, I think that was one. But anyway, there's another one. I see Joe Lans- Lonsdale. He's the guy who tweeted when Pete Buttigieg took time off when he had twins. Yeah. Any man in an important position who takes six months off of leave for a newborn is a loser. Oh, sounds like a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Elon Musk wasn't gonna, isn't going to put like, you know, some like nice, caring person in there. Anyway, it's it, Elon Musk's reputation over the course of the last year has probably taken a bigger hit than like Russell Wilson's. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. It's true. Although I, I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't like, especially know he sucked cause I didn't like know anything about him, you know, but I think he had a generally positive reputation. I guess, I guess he was just goofy, I guess, like as far yeah. as billionaires. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, he, I think he was on the spectrum a little bit. And so he was a little bit of a weirdo, like, mm-hmm. but you know, and he, he was always sort of desperate to be considered funny. Like when he, you know, he went on SNL or whatever, but he wasn't like this despised MAGA, like conspiracy figure that he's turned himself into. I like when people insist that they're like moderate or centrist. Yeah. Because they, in their mind, Everybody oh, does. I've seen old people do this. They like in their mind, what was moderate and like they are now what was moderate in like 1996 yeah you know but really it's like no that's like a hard that's like a middle of the road republican now you just aren't with the times like the overton window or whatever has moved so far yeah th- yeah know. things move and yeah to the right to and, the but left, they don't obviously. know yeah i mean joe biden's sort of strength is he was in the senate from 1972 to 2008 and over like 36 years at all times, he was like the exact center Democrat in the Senate. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's so. I he was always true. moving. It's just he was always moving to stay in place, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, for sure. So, yeah. Um, anyway, know, did we finish I, the, the ad? Re- the reason my book hasn't come, by the way, I realized because I, I bought a used book. So it, uh, it'll arrive uh, December 22nd to 29th. I've been so, reading a lot of books this year. Mm. I really should rank the books. I've read. Yeah, let me hear your books. I have also been reading a lot of books. Let me hear your book rankings. Did you ever did you read the Roger Bennett book? I thought you'd like that. Yes, I did. It's very nice, right? 
Yeah, it's good. I like that guy, Roger. Bennett. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Um, what are some of the Big Chicago Bears fan? Yeah, he likes the Bears. Uh, some of the books that I, by the way, you know, the worst book I read this year. Mm, let's hear it. Because I like him. I bought uh, Cousin Sal's book. Oh, yeah. No, it did. It is the worst edited book I've ever read. He I want like there's a, there's a line where let's say like the woman's name was Sarah, right? He calls okay. her like S-A-R-A-H. And then right under it on the next line, it's like it's spelled differently. Like there is no editing. He well, repeats the same do you story remember like six times. how poor Bill Simmons's book, the big book of basketball, the original version was? Yeah, which is like a that was a very hard book to edit. It was like 800 pages. But do you remember? Like, do you remember what I did? Yes, you met yeah. with his editor. You had a meeting with his editor <laughs> because I had never seen such. I mean, it was far and away the worst edited book, like just riddled with factual errors, with typos. No, this is mistakes. much worse. This is much, 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 much worse. But that—that that was also a New York Times bestseller. Like that was like. A, yeah, a no, that book. was a serious book. That was like the. And there was thing no time sensitivity there. He didn't have to rush it out. I just don't understand. How he did was... rush it out though. Like I think well, he wanted he the did. stats to be. Because it was, and, and then he had this like really obnoxious Simmonsian comment in like when he did like the hard, soft cover copy in the introduction. He wrote something like, "Also, he fixed a bunch of typos because like any other eight hundred page book, there'll always be a lot of mistakes in it." Like no, 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 it's not like any other book. This book had by by orders of magnitude more mistakes than any book I'd ever read in my life. Just mind-boggling how poor, yeah. how poor, how poor. Um, I like the Bad Blood, the Theranos book. I really like that. That was I, I, that was one of the better books I read this year. I have to look at the whole list of everything I read. Um, but so yeah, I try to read a book every weekend. Episode, now. Maybe a patron episode. I don't think that's the non-paying listeners. <laughs> I don't think that's interesting enough. But um, yeah. Uh, all right, we'll be back with uh with other stuff. Other stuff. That's vague. I don't know. Um, another podcast. Oh, uh, Ali Lasher, I think, maybe wants to come on and we'll give her a an English Premier League team. She's become a soccer hooligan. I don't know. If yeah, you know she told me she's, that. Yeah, she's a soccer hooligan now. Now, she claims that you need a team. I, You're a free do. agent again. What happened? Here's here's the problem. I picked I needed a team. I picked Newcastle. It didn't. Stick. Yeah. yeah, I didn't feel it. I don't know why. I tried it. It didn't stick. And I kind of like Fulham, but that's not my team. Yeah. And I've sort of like I, I I messed around with Leeds in the championship and they and they came up and I sort of like Leeds. So is Leeds my team? And then there's also Sunderland. I like Sunderland. I like Sunderland until I die. Why don't you just list half the teams in the Premier League? <laughs> I'm that's, well, they're in the championship and I, like they're not probably not coming up. So it's like, can I like Leeds and Sunderland? I think so. They're in different divisions. Why not? I'm not going to. Ali is like leaning towards one of the big six teams. I'm not. I'm not going to take. The, one of the big six teams. That's not in my, you know, if Manchester City sucks, so, so that would be a You're focused like, purely on England. You're not even dreaming of the Champions League. Or you're dreaming, I guess, but. No, I, no, I, yeah, certainly. If I'm not picking a top six team, I'm not, I'm not picking a Champions League team. Yeah. Now, Leeds has the two Americans, but I don't think you could pick it because of player, because they won't be there forever. Yeah. Well, that's why I pick Liverpool, which is annoying because Liverpool is like the Red Sox of, of, of England and it's a, yeah. miser- it's a miserable team to root for. But I should. I So, yeah. Should I go with Le- Leeds? Should I go with Sunderland? Should I start from who else is there? So if Ali wants to do that, I think we also wants to do the the like the logos or the kits from like all the EPL teams and, and maybe do a bracket or rank them or something. Yeah, we could do that. By the way, I, I had copious notes in September on every single NFL head coach in the league in like a battle royale to the finish, which was a an episode that Rob had requested. Oh, we got to do that. Yeah, but now a bunch of those guys have been fired. You don't feel it anymore? No, I'm just saying. It's How many it's guys t- have been fired? Rule? Oh, Frank, Frank Reich is gone. Yeah, Rule Matt Reich. Matt Rule is gone. 
Is there a third fired coach? Um, are those the only two? I think so. Well, if we're going to do this, we got to do it before Black Friday. We got to squeeze it in the next three weeks because uh, uh, another half dozen of them are going to be. Gone. All right. So let's um, Black Monday. So let's uh, let's do it this oh, yeah. week as the patron episode or something. We're next week. Um, yeah, we could do that. OK, do we bring Rob on or no? I think Rob, if he wants it. to come on, I think he just wants to listen. But if he wants to come on, he's welcome to. OK. All right. Wheels. Well, I'll talk to you later. Keep it real. Bye. How lucky are we that we have lights so that we can see. Although the day is done What a miracle that a spark Lifts these candles out of the dark Every evening one by one Until the end of Hanukkah Of Jingle bells and the toys And the TV shows and the noise It's easy to forget At the end of the day Our whole family will say These words for question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.